Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Oh, yes. I hate this. It is revolting. More? Please. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 23, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. What's up? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 792 of the Biden-Harris administration, 593 days until the 24th presidential election. My Instagram handle is TheBobSeska. My Twitter handle is BobSeska underscore go. My spoutable handle is BobSeska. Are we calling them handles? I'm calling them handles. I don't care. Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. Also on the Stephanie Miller Show, StephanieMiller.com. And David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex. Music project is Astral Summer. AstralSummer.Bandcamp.com. Hi, Goth Ninjas. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hi. 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 We just got some uh, breaking news right before we started the show. In fact, we started the show for just a couple of seconds, and then Kimberly Johnson raced into the room with a frantic note and says, oh, my God, check your Twitter DMs. So we're going to talk about that here in just one second. It's what did Muggsy from the Post phone her with an urgent <laughs> breaking bulletin? <laughs> That's right. She had the little press tag in her fedora as she ran yeah. in from the bank of phone booths. I um, wear those all the time. Yeah, I'm wearing one right now. Um, so before we get into what's going on in New York City and Trump's predictable reaction to it. Uh, I got to say a big thank you to one of the legends of American cartoon animation, and that is the great Vincent Waller, who gratefully follows me on Twitter. I'm sort of Twitter friends with Vincent. If you don't recognize the name, he was one of the lead artists on the original run of Ren and Stimpy. Which is the one of those classic cartoons of our time. Uh, it was groundbreaking, revitalized 2D hand-drawn animation in the United States, and, and was so subversively weird. Yes, yes, you incredibly know, like- weird and disturbing and hilarious. But you may or may not remember an episode called Sven Hork, and it was about Ren's Swedish cousin, Sven. <laughs> 
and Sven comes over to stay, and <laughs> Sven and Stimpy become really good friends, and naturally, they want to play their favorite board game, which is called... That's what it's called. That's what that's from. It's from that Sven Hork episode. So today I was responding to some tweet about the Republicans and I made the comment about how the Republicans are whizzing on the electric fence and everyone knows. And in reply to that tweet, holy shit. Vincent dashed off the storyboard panel of Ren and Stimpy with Ren wearing his fedora with a little tag in it, and, and Ren is whizzing on the electric fence. And Vincent drew that for me. Aww. It was like I couldn't print it out fast enough. That is getting framed on my wall. Holy is shit. is it a non-fungible token? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, Good. I will keep it for myself and I will absolutely cherish it because uh, you may or may not know I ran an animation studio for 10 years. I've produced so many animated shorts. And if you were to combine the quality of all of them, it wouldn't even compare to the quality of Vincent Waller's work on that show. I mean, he was a layout artist, a layout supervisor, character designer. I, I distinctly remember seeing his name come up in the credits in that crazy Ren and Stimpy font. Uh, so I am enormously grateful and absolutely floored. If you want to see the actual drawing, you can go to my Instagram right now. I posted it on Instagram. Of course, I quote tweeted it on Twitter, so you can find it in either one of those places. But once again, thank you to the great Vincent Waller. Just a, such a mind-blowing you know, experience. Life is weird, isn't it? I feel like Ren and Stimpy is kind of elemental to everyone in that mm -hmm. every single relationship I know has a Ren and a Stimpy. <laughs> like, you know, there's one person who's just like, I love you. The other person's like, oh, you idiot. You know, like, and um, it yeah. just so like, true. and I've been both, you know. How would you categorize me in your Ren and Stimpy relationships, that, that dichotomy? Oh, I think you're the Stimpy. <laughs> Am I really Stimpy? Holy shit. Well, that, you know what, that makes me feel better other than the part about his brain always falling out. But, you know, other than that, <laughs> I'm cool with being Stimpy. I was thinking maybe I would be more, I don't know. a little I've bit more I've never actually, Ren, like, but, okay. watched you and Kimberly interact in, like, a public situation or, like, an awkward situation. That's where you really <laughs> see it, where one person is just like, and the person's like, stop! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depending on the day, Kimberly and I interchange between Ren and Stimpy. One day I'm Ren, the other day she's Ren. Yeah, one day I'm Stimpy, the next day she's Stimpy. It's sort of fluid that way. We have a the fluid Ren and Stimpy is relationship. The one who asks to speak to a manager. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be Kimberly A. Johnson. Yeah. See? I told you, you are the Stimpy buddy, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, I, I she guess is I the mastermind, and you are the lackey. Uh, you know. All right. Well, thanks again to Vincent Waller. Just uh, blown away, as I keep saying, man. On the internet and social media, life is effing crazy. Just between the two of you, I think I'm one degree of separation from every single famous person on the planet <laughs> at this point. <laughs> But then, I mean, that's the nature of social media. That's what's changed about our society is that the people who we admire, celebrities, musicians, politicians, on down the line, 
I mean, they're just a couple of clicks away. You can have pretty easy access to them. And I don't know if that's good or bad, ultimately. They never notice me. These people never speak to me. I'm like, you know, standing out in fucking Kelly Clarkson's mansion. Like, please be my friend. (laughs) Your voice is so pretty. We can Uh, harmonize. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Well, she does harmonize well with pink, so there is that. Well, and you also. Except her lawyers told me to cease and desist, so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, the other thing is, David, you need to spend more time on Twitter. And, and by that, I mean an unhealthy amount of time, like Kimberly and I do. Because it's like, mm. at the end of the day, at the end of a single day, I've probably spent, I would say, the vast majority of my time in that day on Twitter or on social media in some form, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Spoutable, etc. I mean, those are my main See, I three. feel bad yeah. after I do that. I feel like I've eaten, like, an entire, like, McDonald's supersized meal, except it's in my mind, you know? Like, I just, like, I have to, like, be away from my phone and be yeah. away from the internet for more of the day than I'm not. Well, that's the challenge. The challenge is to be ensconced in that without going bananas. <laughs> right. That's the constant fight how's against it, social How's that media. working out for you? Not Let well. Uh, the, not the, well. The, As I said the, previously, the Stimpy comparison, my brain keeps falling out of my head, and it's a pain in the ass. And uh, it's tiny, and it's got a hair stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then I played Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence. Which Don't is- Whiz on the Electric Fence. America's favorite board game. Okay, so uh, let's talk about New York City and... I guess impending indictments there from Alvin Bragg. They haven't happened yet. They're not going to happen today. They probably aren't going to happen this week because I think the grand jury has been dismissed. But I heard on the news, just on a news blurb the, about an hour or so ago, that they are convening, but not with this case, with another case, because I guess in New York, a grand jury isn't just specific to one case. I see. And secondly, they might meet tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, that would be good news. I I hope that's the case. I I hope they don't end the week without indicting Donald Trump for this. Another theory that I heard on MSNBC yesterday was that the reason for the delay is to coordinate with Donald Trump's people on his surrender at the moment that the indictment comes down. Okay. The prosecution will know the indictment comes down. They've already organized with him how to surrender. Mm Mm-hmm. And it all happens like all at once. Yeah. Um, and over a weekend would be smarter. Right. To, to a certain extent because the news is – but everybody's waiting at the courthouse. Everybody's waiting at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, part of the thing is the indictment will be sealed. So the only way we're going to know that he was actually indicted is if Trump announces it or there, there's some right. sort of public announcement that he's right. about to be arraigned. So it's not going to be like we're, there's going to be some sort of alert that's going to go out all across the right. news media and so on. Oh, this at this point in time, the indictment is handed down officially right now. Right. That won't happen, but it'll be Trump is on his way to New York City to be arraigned in this matter regarding mm-hmm. falsifying the arraignment should and, yeah. be public i mean the, right. the indictment may not be but an arraignment that's public he's got to be he's got to have a mug shot he's got to be fingerprinted his dna mm, is going to be collected <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because i've been thinking about that too i said to mary trump yesterday i am absolutely having his mug shot framed and putting that up on my wall. I mean, that's and a keepsake. I have to go with what Mary said. Why would you want to have his face? I mean, Mary's like, your what wall? the I just, fuck, I can't Bob? 
wait to never have to think about him again. Like, and, oh, but God, it's his I mug just... shot. I make an exception with Donald Trump mug shots. I mean, that's historic. That is amazing. That will make me laugh and smile every time I see it. It'll be like if I, you know, it doesn't like painted a rainbow on my wall and then the rainbow ends. <laughs> Instead of a pot of gold, it's Donald Trump's mug shot. <laughs> Instead of a rainbow. pot of gold, it's a pug's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I really hope indictments aren't handed down Friday, tomorrow. And I'll tell you why. Because it'll be right before the weekend. And that means all of the weekend warrior freaks, weirdos, military cosplayers, militia wannabes. They're not at work, yeah. Yeah, they're not at work. So suddenly they're going to show up in New York City, and that could cause trouble. And I'm being 100% serious. They're not at work anyway. Those fuckers are, they can't even get visitation rights for their kids. Like, I mean. (laughs) Did you see the lady interviewed down by Von Hilliard the other day in no. Florida? Oh, my God. She looked like she was in her 40s, maybe early 50s, very tan because Florida. Uh-huh. And um, oh, there were maybe right a dozen. Okay. There were maybe a dozen, dozen and a half people down there, possibly. Yeah. And so he interviewed her. He said, so are you protesting? She goes, no, no, no. We're just supporting. We're not protesting. So that's the talking point that they've been handed from on high. Yeah. Is no, 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 this isn't a protest, except that picture that Kimberly just pointed out with Trump and a baseball bat, basically with the, you know, the international sign for no over Alvin Bragg's face. That's a threat. I just alerted the FBI. I said, hi, FBI. You might want to look into this. Yeah. That's the thing we were talking about at the very top of the show. Donald Trump just trothed out on his truth, truth, central on his truth, central website, a picture of him holding a baseball bat and looking at Alvin Bragg. And then that sort of Ghostbusters circle with the with the yeah. slash through it. International yeah. no sign. The international no sign over top of of Alvin Bragg, and yeah, uh, yeah that is to me a direct call for violence. In addition to his actual call for violence, which was earlier today on Troth Central, Troth Central, where he uh, he trothed out. In addition to a number of other things in all caps, as though trothing this in all Sorry. caps. That's okay. I, I hope there's nothing uh, going on with your cats. I hope everything's okay with the fracas in the background. I had left the front door open and one of them was tangling with a neighbor cat that I've never seen before, but I brought him in. It's so funny when one cat's Fun. getting in trouble. Yeah. The other two are like these Victorian villagers like, oh, what on earth is all this commotion? Oh, that's you so know? sibling. That is yeah. so yeah. sibling. That would, <laughs> like when, when one of the three of us would get in trouble, the other two would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, the neighbor's cat it's is like stimpy. You, so it's, the neighbor's right. cat's kind of an idiot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you drive by someone who's got on the side of the road with the blue lights going because they got pulled over. You're like religiously speed limit, you know, like we're good kids, you know, going 55, you know, yeah. Right. Well, Trump earlier today, troth, troth, truth, essential. I'm not sick of that yet, by the way. He troth, quote, yeah, in all caps, our country is being destroyed as they tell us to be peaceful. I mean, it's not saying, hey, go out there and start cracking skulls, but he might as well be saying, go out there and start cracking skulls. I think he's really especially pissed off that more of his fanboys haven't turned up in Manhattan to surround the courthouse building or to create their person moat, their MAGA moat around Mar-a-Lago, which is one of the ideas that's on the table. Like they're going to, they're going to make parade, moat parade. (laughs) (laughs) Moat parade. I love that. 
Yeah. So oh. they want to they want to create a, a human moat around Mar-a-Lago to block law enforcement from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can run them over if they're blocking the road. It's law. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that that's a law in uh, Florida? In Florida. In Florida. Yeah. If you are if you are protesting and you're blocking access by vehicles in a road, that person in said car can mow you down legally. Which is a um, shitty law. I'm not for it at all. But hi, kids. Yeah. Perhaps you might get mowed down legally for doing something along these lines by, I don't know, law enforcement. Right. Oh, here we go. Moat parade. Moat parade. Trying to get a ticket to the moat parade. I appreciate Moat parade. Moat parade. The great Nick Lutzko. I love that so much. Uh, it's going to be like a human like installation, like a performance art diagram of like fat cells in the abdomen. Look at all those people. They're going to yeah, be yeah. just like wall to wall overweight senior citizens. Bless their yeah. hearts. Well, and- the, I did a video on Monday about the portend of potential violence in New York City, about the fact that, well, you know what? We should never underestimate these people because they've got a history of just like reality show heels. Throwing tantrums and breaking shit as soon as they're told no by grownups. As soon as grownups say, ah, no, no, no. You can't have a second term of your crazy fascist idiocrat president. No, you're not going to get it. And then this, so suddenly they invade Congress. Right. Yeah, and then they start breaking shit, right? This is as old right. as the Republic, right? We've always had to dance around, you know, for the first 85 years of the country, for example, we always had to dance around the Southern conservative interests where we were framing the Constitution and even authoring the Declaration of Independence with those Southern conservative interests in mind. And when I say Southern conservative interests, I mean people holding other humans as, as slaves. Property. Yeah, yeah, as property. And as soon as Lincoln comes along and says, ah, uh-uh, we're not going to do this anymore, or at least that's the message they received, then, of course, they threw a tantrum and stormed off and formed their own little confederacy, which led to four years of, of carnage. And so this is a history that is very well documented. So in addition to Donald Trump threatening violence, not only with this photo that he's tweeted out with him holding a baseball bat, but also this they tell us to be peaceful nonsense Taco Penis said that if, uh, which is Donald Trump's attorney, Joey Taco Penis. It sounds like a birth defect that comes from like a hair replacement supplement. Not to be handled by pregnant women or women who may be breastfeeding because your baby may become a fire monster. Or women who might get pregnant or anybody for that fucking matter. Well, this is why two of my favorite women on the planet are Stephanie Miller and Kimberly Johnson, because they both individually came up with Taco Penis as the (laughs) alternative nickname for Joe Taco Pina. And that got me to thinking, though, before we get into his threat of violence, I got to ask both of you, when you hear the name Taco Penis, do you envision a taco shell with a penis in it, or do you envision a misshapen penis that kind of looks like a taco? Number two. Number Me. two. <laughs> really? A penis that looks like a taco? Well, there is a birth defect that is caused if pregnant women come into contact with Propecia called Star Penis. And I have no idea how that manifests. I just read it in the fine print of oh. my... I saw puppetry of the penis. Trust me, you can turn them into fucking anything. (laughs) (laughs) Including tacos, apparently. Oh, hamburgers for sure. Yeah. 
I guess like a handy loofah. You can exactly. you can fold them lengthwise, but widthwise, yep. I don't know if you can do it that way. I've never tried personally, but you know, I envisioned by the way a, a taco shell with a penis laying in it. I surveyed Kimberly yesterday. <laughs> Kimberly said, "Oh yes, definitely a taco shell with a penis laying in it. Maybe under some meat and other condiments." <laughs> Yeah. Which would be really good. I mean, imagine going to Taco Bell and they hand you a taco and you bite into it and oh shit, there's yeah. a penis in this. Okay, stop. Okay, stop I'm gonna, I'll stop. I'll stop now. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm in one of those moods today. Oh uh, my retina. Oh my retina. Oh my God. <laughs> so Taco Penis said that if Trump is indicted, this is an all out war. They can do what they want, Trump lawyer Joey Taco Penis said of the possible indictment in an interview with former Trump advisor Kimberly Guilfoyle on Monday. At that point, this is an all-out war. He'll be there loud and proud, and there's nobody that's going to well, make him cower. Definitely loud, but... Yeah, obviously, I think he wants to present himself as a defiant victim, so it's possible that he's going to want to be dragged in there with the handcuffs I don't on. Think so. I don't, he wants I, to I, copy Steve Bannon. Remember his like red face tantrum when they had the handcuffs on him. He's like, in the next day on his podcast, he's like, I've never felt so powerful as when I was handcuffed. In the, and it's just like, dude, you're a fucking liar. You know. I'm like, <laughs> If I were if I were one of the arresting officers, and by the way, I would like to handcuff him, and Frangela will be behind me. Yeah, just don't put the hand on his head when you load him into. Oh the no, you car. have to do that because it'll mess up his fucking hair. <laughs> well, I just I'd love to see him just bonk his head on the. Oh, there. Yeah, you there bonk his hair and then go. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. And then you put your hand on it and you mess it all up so the hairspray and everything gets ruined, and then you see that the <laughs> thing is just like this massive bullshit long hair yeah. that he just. Does this swirl too? Yes. Yeah, where it looks like kind of an upside down jellyfish. Yes. <laughs> On his head, he's wearing an upside down jellyfish as a hat. A little like riffraff. Yeah, exactly. That's a great comparison. I like that. <laughs> so you think that he's gonna not want to be dragged I in there? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I think that that first off. I w if he does want that, then give him a show, buddy. We're going to fuck your hair up and you can't touch it. I'm serious. You want the show? We will give a show and you will not like what we do to people when we have to handcuff them. Did yeah. you ever see cops? We're going to get you in your fucking underwear with all the poo and the, de <laughs> the depends that you wear. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he's going to be like that uh, Bob and David character, Ronnie Dobbs. They're going to catch him like half naked in a bathroom covered in That's cocaine or something. That's what I like or Paul something. Manafort. Wasn't Paul Manafort, like, wasn't the search warrant put on him when he was in his underwear? Yeah. yeah. Remember that scene at the end of Fargo? William H. Macy is finally caught in the hotel. Yes. And he's trying to crawl out the bathroom window. And he's just screaming his bloody yep. head off. That's what I like that's to envision happening. Yeah, that's a, I'd love to see that. But here's the thing. Um, Mary Trump said on the show yesterday that Donald Trump is incapable of experiencing fear. The emotion of no, I think that's the only thing. That's she said. That's no, the, it's only like the only thing. The only thing he feels. He can only he ever experience fear. He can't yeah. fear. He can't experience sadness. That's right. his. That's the thing because he's a sociopath. He's incapable of feeling that. He's a narcissist. So consequently, the fear. So it's entirely possible. I mean, I'm just fantasizing here. I mean, and I think yeah. he thinks like a bug or a reptile. It's all just like kill or be killed, eat or be eaten. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's only two feelings. There's gloating and there's primal fear. And you, you just ricochet back and forth between the two of those. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah.
I, that's what I've been saying for a long time now, that it's really enjoyable to just see him under all of this legal pressure and having to cope with it and having to spend money on it. And then the conflicts with his lawyers. And then, like we're going to get into in a few minutes here, the whole situation with Evan Corcoran and the crime fraud exception, where now all of this privileged information is going to get revealed in a court of law, which I love. So, yeah, he is afraid he's terrified and that makes me really really happy even if he ends up getting off i mean there's always a chance that he could end up not being convicted of any of these crimes but the experience of it as far as i'm concerned will take whatever years he's got left it's taking some of those years off the table because of the stress what I've been Jody. saying since he ever won the presidency was that's the worst thing he ever could have done because all of this shit's coming to the surface. Had he mm-hmm. never run for the presidency, he would have died a wealthy man. He would have been playing golf and hanging uh-huh. out and hobnobbing Enjoying his life and still fucking being the criminal that he is, but nobody would have cared. Oh, I because thought would- he became president, you know, he would have still been criming yeah. because he's a criminal, but allegedly. Um <laughs> So, I mean, he would still be doing what he did prior to becoming president, but because he became president, the scrutiny is put on as poorly as it was put on. It was still put on him. Well, meantime, I don't know if you guys know who Pete Santilli is. I always get him confused with that guy from uh, Chicago on CNBC uh, who's got mm-hmm. a similar name, but it's different. I, I, and I always forget the other guy. But this guy, Pete Santilli, is a far-right radio host. And he's calling for the executions of... I thought they all died of COVID. <laughs> yeah. we. Oh God. So this guy, uh, Pete Santilli, called for the execution of Barack Obama and others if Donald Trump is arrested in New York City. So Because it's Barack Obama's fault? Yes, exactly. He's also calling the for... The grand jury indicts? Yeah, he said... Yeah. <laughs> right. He said, get the military, whatever few are left that are going to side with the people, he said. That you military personnel and you people with guns and badges and law enforcement will succumb to the will of the people. And ultimately, we demand, we absolutely demand, well, in that case, I guess we should b- oh, concede well, to this. Fr- you know, yeah, now he that he's demanding. very strongly, just like Putin denied. <laughs> and ultimately, we demand, we absolutely demand that the criminals, the criminals in this country, if you want them held accountable, the criminals are Barack Obama, Eric Holder, Susan Rice, he continued, this entire criminal cabal that came about as the result of the murder of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> All right. What? The, the people that perpetrated the murder of John F. Kennedy rise up to that. So Barack Obama, who was two years old when JFK was assassinated, is responsible for- He was very, very adept at shooting at two years old. A precocious child, (laughs) by all accounts. He flew all the way from Hawaii on his own, by the way, to Texas. Well, George Soros bought his ticket. Of course he did, because obviously- and then, so he, he's a very good shot from the grassy knoll. He was employed at the Texas School Book Depository. Yep. And totally. was able to, at two years old, order a Manlicker Carcano rifle. Yep. With a faulty yep. scope and all the rest of it. It's yep. amazing. That. Yeah, he's such a prodigy. Totally. <laughs> he knew exactly what to do, two-year-old Barack Obama. You know, I would still Barack want that Obama person to be smart. president. If they were <laughs> capable of carrying out an assassination at two years old, imagine what they could do at 48, you know? <laughs> well, Pete Santilli continued by saying, military, join us and put all of them up against a concrete wall. 
and do what we must do to save not just our country, but the entire world. So, yes, I have all the respect. and I love Lawrence O'Donnell. I love his show. I love Charlie Pierce. I love his writing. I love his mind. He's a great friend. I got to disagree with both of them about the potential for violence in the wake of these impending indictments. I think that that is a very real possibility. They're telling us, well, this guy, Ali Alexander, you remember him from January 6th? Yeah. He uh, threatened the NYPD the other day. I think it was, this was also on Troth Central. Troth, Truth Central. He said, Any- Ali Alexander, who also goes by the name Scammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he said, any cop who betrays the people for politicians is a traitor and will be dealt with at a later date accordingly. All these guys talk like 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 they're characters out of Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah. You know you what? Know, like- this was actually on Twitter, which means that Ali Alexander was reinstated on Twitter by Elon Musk. So if Ali Alexander perpetrates any violence as a result of a Trump indictment in New York City or any other indictment, you got to make Elon Musk partly responsible for that, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, well, good luck with that. Yeah, well, he continued Rich by... people facing justice is not our country's strongest suit. Uh, no, and that's what the Republicans, namely Donald Trump, is taking advantage of. He's exploiting the fact that we're very hesitant to indict and prosecute politicians they really well, have to wealthy cross that. people oh yeah exactly it's just, it's, it's just it, people in, in any sort of power position I, I mean i watch it all the time on my law and orders because that's where i got my law degree from yeah um <laughs> when it's somebody that's super powerful in new york or uh, nationwide they always go tread lightly it's like why why the fuck do we have to tread lightly just because they have money yeah right there's a two-tiered system of justice Yeah, when when McCarthy and and Rand Paul and them talk about two-tiered justice, they're absolutely right, except for when it comes to Donald Trump. Finally, he's getting his fucking comeuppance, that fucking piece of shit motherfucker. I really hope they fuck with his hair. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just, I feel like Stephen Wright at this point. Remember, he's like, uh, you know, when you lean back in a chair and and you start to fall and then you catch yourself from falling. I feel like that all All the time. time. Yeah, that's one of my favorite metaphors. I mean, that's what I felt like for four years. I think we all felt like that for four years under Donald Trump. Like we were just on the verge of some sort of global disaster. Like it was just this disconcerting feeling. We, we cartwheeled like a fireball of failure into the biggest global health disaster in human history. Well, there's mm. that. Yeah, that is true. I was thinking more in terms of nuclear missiles. That's what I was mm. thinking of. Like, is, is today the day when out of whimsy, he's just going to say, fire them all. And there we go. That's it. And that's what I was really concerned about, which is going to be far more people than what COVID was able to kill. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, very distressing. But uh, here's the end of uh, Ali Alexander's tweet, just for good measure here. He said, do not add your name. He's talking to the NYPD. Do not add your name to the fake news who are the enemies of the people. And then he hashtagged NYPD. So these are the threats that we're seeing. Trump himself, on a couple of occasions at least so far now, at least three that I know of, his own lawyer, Joey Tacopinas, Joey the stereotype Tacopinas, <laughs> Is there some sort of Trump rule that all of his lawyers wear pinstripe suits? Is that like a thing? Because they all do. It's like Tom Nichols tweeted the other day. He was like, oh, my God, here's another Trump attorney who looks exactly like a Trump attorney. 
It's, it's just a, like a costume. There's like a central casting thing. I was saying on Stephanie Miller's show yesterday morning, uh, the only thing they're missing is the pinky rings. That's like the distinguished yeah. element. That's yeah. the uh, cherry on top of the whole mob cosplay, the mafia cosplay costume. Oh, the you know guy I mean? that filed in Georgia, I mean, he has the fucking mullet. Yeah. And his pinstripes were like, I mean, I don't know if you saw him, but they were like the racing stripes on an Alfa Romeo. I mean, yeah. they were just, I mean, it was terrible. Yep. He yep. looks like, a, you know, like... Um, like I don't know, just the, your worst cartoon image of an you know, like ambulance chasing, yeah. greedy, like it just uh, or I like one of those gangsters from the 1930s who would ride on the running boards of the cars and have like the Tommy guns and ah, you never get me, Kappa. You know that one of those yeah, it's right guys. Out of guys cool though. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be swimming with the fishes, see? Yeah, it's like uh like a uh, who's that uh, actor? Um uh, Edward, G. Uh, Edward Robinson? G. Robinson. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Which my father said all eleven of his children looked like when we were born. <laughs> <laughs> well, so hence the body image issues. Okay, now everything makes sense. Well, he also called me chops because I had these thick jowls. Oh my Dad. god! Oh my god, very nice. Jody! That's horrendous. He sent me to fat camp when I was 12. What do you expect? Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. I'm I so sorry. I have horrible parents. No, I don't. I love my parents. <laughs> I have to say, without a doubt, you are the thinnest person I know. And I'm not saying Oh, anything. no. <laughs> Stephanie's thinner than I am. I don't know. It's close. It's a Jeez. close competition. I just hope Bears. you're getting your calcium, young lady. I take calcium <laughs> every day. Thank you very much, young man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. By the way, before we wrap up uh, the portion of the show about New York City, you know our A block, as I've been calling right. it. Oh, which has gone on for an hour and a half now. I know. No <laughs> shit. Uh, well, the good news is that the Economist YouGov poll shows that 46% of respondents to the survey said that Trump uh, should be indicted for his actions, compared to just 34% who said he shouldn't. The remaining 20% just watching the other 20%. <laughs> Of American voters are like, is there something happening in the news? I don't know. You can get 18% of Americans in favor of cold sores. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, there yeah. is a, just a certain, like, it's always going to be like a segment of society that is just completely numbed and out of touch. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, the 34% who said he shouldn't be indicted, that's the ceiling for Donald Trump in 2024, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Right now, he's still leading in the Republican primary polls. Obviously, we're still super early, and the polls are super-duper janky, and so we don't trust them. But at least no. according to those janky numbers, Trump seems to be in the lead, which is actually why I tweeted that the Republicans are whizzing on the electric fence. And we come full circle for this uh <laughs> first portion of the show. Thank you very much. I'm a pro. I'm a professional. <laughs> Look it up in the book. That's what we do. We're pros. We never cop out or tell you that we're ill or that we're looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert or that we're parched. <laughs> oh what do you God. do now? What is this? Kind of worried about the club. Oh my God. Now don't worry about the club. Jackie might worry. <laughs> now nah, don't worry. Just cool it. Life is a breeze. And of course, some breezes, as you know, are 150 miles an hour and get promoted up to hurricanes. I just thought I'd pass that along. 
That, you know what that is? From? No. <laughs> oh my God. This is the greatest monologue in the history of monologues. This is Larry King mm-hmm. after 30 consecutive nights of radio, completely like plastered and exhausted from doing let's play a little student of print journalism uh, we're, we're by the way we're late for a break but who cares i, I gotta play this larry king tape because you know i'm weird and i just wanted to know uh what advice do you have for uh uh young people coming up into the field like i a lot of uh for prof- professors are telling us how hard it is to get into the field at first they're just like no since you're in the field do you have any advice on that <laughs> for instance experience is that important uh-huh sure is that, is that probably the most important? Uh, well, it's way up there. It's way up there. Anything? Anything else? Anything you can do? Pressure under fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Done this before. Hmm. I don't want it to be his first uh, surgery. Oh God, he's so hammered. I know. Okay. Applied himself well. Mm-hmm. These are things I'd have confidence in a young MD. Yeah. I'm talking about journalism field. I'm lost. What do you mean? The journalism. Like, I'm a student of journalism at a college, and I was just wondering the most important aspect of getting into journalism, not the medical field. I think you're exhausted from 30 nights. I am exhausted from 30 nights. No, no person, even those of us who are superhuman. Those of us with uh, Herculean appetites for the diverse and the bizarre. Even those of us who uh, <laughs> have shown an aptitude to, uh, to uh, uh, fight the good fight and stay the good long battle. Even those of us can get tired. Yeah. And your boy is tired after 30 consecutive nights. I have a half hour to go, and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. Okay. That's what we do. We're pros. We're never rude. We don't like cop out. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we're looking for the farmhouse <laughs> in the middle of the desert or that we're parched. We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway if you're a guy who's left 16 forwarding addresses. Okay. So what do you do? Okay. What is the answer? Yeah, you're a little perturbed now. Kind of worried about the club. The club? Uh, don't worry about the club. Worry about maybe... Jackie, Jackie might, might worry. Now. Nah, worry. Just cool it. Okay, just cool it. Life is a breeze. Of course, some breezes, as you know, are 110 miles an hour and get promoted up the hurricanes. I just thought I'd pass that along. We're gonna, speaking of pass it along, we're going to pass along now to the newsroom, the mutual newsroom, high atop the overlooking downtown, beautiful downtown studios of Washington, Virginia, Washington, D.C. <laughs> The mutual newsroom will get us up to date on the news headlines, and we'll come back with a little more open phone. America will have our salute to my man, Duke Zebert, by taking him to uh, one of his favorite places, one of mine, too. The town of Cooperstown, New York. This is the Larry King Show in Washington. This is your monologue when you want to audition for a play. This is what you do when you want to get into drama school. Otherwise, I would say the Dr. Evil thing about his upbringing. Yeah. Which I, I asked Cork Acevedo to do. To slide this into an actual, like, action film. You know, like, this <laughs> know. character is, like, lining up to fire a missile, and he starts doing this, and the other guy's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, this is Larry King after he was on the air for 30 hours. Great. <laughs> you know, like, oh. Yeah, because it was just, uh, I, I honestly I, thought it was, like, I, I thought it was something from Repo Man at first. No, so no, like, no, Harry. man. I lapse into that. Every time I hear the word professional, 
I can't help it. I've got to go there. That's what we do. We're professionals. Look it up in the book. With the exception of a few words and a couple of nuances, I've got that entire thing almost fully memorized. It's See, I almost have Dr. Sick. Evil's memorized, so I get it, you know, and, and I did ask Kirk Acevedo to do the Dr. Evil monologue, and oh, he yeah. just laughed at me. He just <laughs> tweeted at me going, I, that's funny, but no. <laughs> uh, Kirk's the best. Plays a yeah. Vulcan in this season of Star Trek Picard. Love Kirk Yay! Acevedo. Yeah, Kirk Acevedo, Kirsten Warren are two of our favorites, favorites, favorites. Let's see here. What's coming up next? Uh, Oh, yeah, we have to talk about the crime fraud exception and what that means for Donald Trump at this point. Plus, we've got a letter about (laughs) a funny story about the time change. This is completely weird uh, in reaction to our conversation last week about daylight saving time. Plus, Tucker Carlson is backpedaling like a pussy-ass bitch. Pussy-ass bitch. Right. After being caught bad-mouthing Donald Trump, we'll talk about that, too, and a whole lot more. But first... Here's the best way to listen to The Bob Seska Show without all of these commercial interruptions. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast and sign up for just $15 per month. You go, oh my God, $15 a month. That's a lot. I'm paying for all these streaming services. What am I going to get for this $15, Bob? Bob. Well, in exchange for your generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows. Plus, you're going to get the Shadow Docket show every Tuesday and Thursday. But wait, there's more dings. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly included in that level of support, all for just $15 per month. You get everything we have to offer on our Patreon page for this amount, right? Again, that's bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash Show. either one of those URLs. And we thank you. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. You know this who this guy is. This is definitely like poolside, yeah. like summer California, like yeah. to me, summer music. Yeah. Oh, this is the great Seth Adam. Love Seth uh, Adam. He's one of my favorites here on the show. He's a really good guy and an amazing songwriter and musician. 
Got to watch him build his entire home studio on Instagram. It was amazing. And then he recorded this album, Fits and Starts. Fits and Oh, it's Fits and Stops and Starts. Yeah, that's the name of the new album. Get it now. Uh, we did a whole premiere event for this back in the fall. Uh, BobSuska.com slash music to submit. Plus, you can go to this episode at BobSuska.com, dated 32323. And click on that link and scroll on down past the blurb, the description, and you'll find all the links for the independent music here featured on the show. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for supporting all of our independent musicians. Okay, so where do we leave off here? Federal appeals court ordered Trump's attorney to testify before the grand jury investigating classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago and turn over documents to federal prosecutors. This is phenomenal news. Jody, this is the crime fraud exception, right? That's what they're Love that. invoking here. And the appeals court has upheld it. There was no stay. So everything is moving forward. I imagine Trump is going to appeal to the Supreme Court with this because this is one of the biggest events in all of the legal pressure that Donald Trump is under because Donald Trump counts on that attorney client privilege. Not only does he say shit to his attorneys, I think that will incriminate him, but he also asked them to lie to the government on his behalf or he lied to them. And then they in turn lied to the government. This goes back to the Mar-a-Lago quote unquote raid by the FBI and how we Which learned. Which court was it that was like, we need to hear from you by midnight and then we need to hear back that's from the government the, by 6 a.m.? Is this this? That's this, I, yeah. That's this court, yeah. That's exactly this. And so what happened is we found out back in August that uh, I believe Evan Corcoran attested to the fact that there were no more documents. Of course, that was a gigantic lie proved out by the the raid that took place at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, yes, there actually are documents. Oh, wait, you guys lied on this document when you said there weren't any more uh, materials in Trump's possession. And that's because... See, and that's when I would jump. Yeah. You know, as an attorney, I'd be like, no, he hung me out to dry. He said there was nothing more, I'm through. Well, that's exactly what Evan Corcoran's going to do. And he's probably already been doing it for the last, whatever it is, at least today. I heard reports that he was in court today. So it was either he was there to defend Donald Trump on a separate matter or he was there to testify himself. One or the other. Those are the two hypotheses surrounding Evan Corcoran's appearance in court today. So we'll see what uh, comes of that soon. I imagine, though, this is going to be this is like getting that bookkeeper in the untouchables. This is so dangerous for Donald Trump because what it's doing is it's pulling back the curtain once again, on what he says privately, which he thinks is privileged, even though it's not privileged. Well, it's a crime, so you're yeah. not allowed to yeah, invoke privilege on fraud and crimes. Right, right. So last week, prosecutors in Jack Smith's uh, case presented sufficient evidence that Trump intentionally concealed the existence of additional classified documents from his attorney, Evan Corcoran. U.S. Judge Beryl Howell wrote that prosecutors had made a prima facie showing that Trump had committed criminal violations. Trump appealed Howell's ruling, but a three-judge appeals court panel denied the request to halt the order. Corcoran is scheduled to testify on Friday. So when this appeals court looked at the evidence, 
they were like within like I imagine seconds going. Well, okay, well this is. I mean, they've got him. They've got Evan Corcoran's exactly right We've here. Got Jackson, We've got him. We've got him. We've got him. We've, We've got, got him. Got him. <laughs> yes, the John Oliver thing. Yeah, I mean, we are back at that again, aren't we? <laughs> so thank you for bursting my balloon, Jody Hamilton. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I am like, I mean, oh God, I'm so overstimulated and just kind of like done at this point. I just, <laughs> my, my, you know, my husband's birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy so birthday, sweet. Ben. Yes. And I surprised him because my dad and stepmom, who he adores, mm-hmm. uh, were in town and he didn't know it. So I just told them guests were going to start showing up at 730. And so, like, they, you know, knocked on the door and he opened it. And my dad's like, I heard there was a birthday party. And Aww. Ben's like, ah, oh, that's you know. awesome. Yeah. Um, they like we had MSNBC on with it on mute while we were like ordering dinner and stuff. <laughs> and my and as my, we all do. And my but my stepmom was just like. God, she has, like, I have not thought about Donald Trump this much. I mean, she's like, I don't watch cable news. Like, Mm -hmm. I listen to NPR and stuff. But, like, she's like, they're just saying his name over and over and over and over and filling the air with him again and again. She's like, it's just like they're feeding into exactly what he wants, you know, by constantly talking about him. And I'm like, I'm so tired of talking about him. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, and I understand that. I absolutely do, and I sympathize with it. But the problem is... It's unavoidable. That's the conundrum with Donald Trump. In order to hold him accountable, we have to pay attention to him. And it's one of those things that we just have to suck it up and do what we got to do. Because ignoring him isn't even uh, a possibility, as far as I'm concerned. We ignore him. He actually gathers strength. We uh, give him attention. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder because, I mean, he attention is Everything. Yeah, but does he really care about liberal attention? Does he really give a shit whether or not people are talking about him on the liberal side of things? No, I think he's one of those all press is like he wants everyone talking about him. Yeah, but when they do ignore him when he's doing a stupid rally or whatever, and even Fox News doesn't tune in, that pisses him off. But by the same token, those are his people that yeah. aren't tuning in. If if we talk about him, he ain't tuning in. We're not his people. He doesn't give. Mm. Yes, every good press, bad press is always good press, according to yeah. anybody that's stupid. Well, um, but he he um, we cannot ignore him on this side. I like when they ignore him at Fox and Newsmax and other places. Yes, that hits him hard. That's good. I always go back to the comparison of sort of flipping the script. If the Republicans stopped paying attention to Joe Biden, would that be good news or bad news for the Democrats? Probably. And I think that would be overwhelmingly yeah. good news. You know what I mean? That I would, be, would be great. Yeah, yeah. That, would be, that would allow us to operate and do what we need to do, pass the legislation that we need to pass, by and large, and it would just free up Yep. The entire discourse surrounding Joe Biden, if we no longer had to triage every stupid fucking thing they say at Fox News Channel about Joe Biden or on Breitbart or whatever, uh, these various podcasts and so on. Uh, likewise, no one knew who Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles were, po- these podcasters from the Daily Wire. Right. <clears throat> and right. they were spreading all kinds of awfulness for an entire year before mm-hmm. we were like, Oh, holy shit, maybe we should start looking at these guys because what they're doing is they're now instigating all of these bans on gender-affirming care. But now we're it's too late. They've already done it when we weren't paying attention to them. 
Exactly. So now we're paying attention to them, and maybe that helps them a little bit in their ratings. But I think the debunking of them and the counterattack and the calling attention to that kind of fuckery is more important than whatever additional visibility they'll get, whatever additional engagement and reach they get on social media and so on. So I think this is a mandatory thing we got to do. And uh, again, it would be, I think, suicide to just say, okay, we're just going to tune out Donald Trump and not pay attention to what he has to say. Uh, That would just allow him to run with impunity uh, without any fact-checking, without any pushback, and and that would be bad. And I, I understand that, He's he loves this. He loves the attention. And he absolutely, as you said, David, he's absolutely into the all press is good press idea. Um, If it was some low level person who wasn't famous. okay, I get it. But Donald Trump's already famous, as John Oliver once said about Tucker Carlson. uh, You know, if I could design his like circle of hell, Mm -hmm. it would be that just like nobody cares. Yeah, I know. Standing there, we're all with you, honey. Dirty diapers, standing on the you know corner in Times Square, yelling (laughs) his head off about whatever, and everyone's just walking by. Um, Um, Yeah, and and by the way, I just uh, mentioned Tucker Carlson. We got to talk about this uh, appearance that Tucker made on Bo Snurdly's podcast. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What is this person's name? His name is... Snurdly? Yeah, Bo Snurdly. Those of you who were unfortunate enough to have listened to the Rush Limbaugh program at one point or another will know that his producer for many, many years was this guy, Bo Snurdly. Oh, my God, it's like Snidely Whiplash. What yeah. the fuck is that name? It's a funny name, and Limbaugh would always call him Snurdly. Uh, 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 Snurdly, uh, do you think that the feminazis are coming after me? or <laughs> How are you making me hear the fat rolls on his neck? <laughs> <laughs> that was so uncanny. <laughs> I, you know what? I haven't done that voice in so many years. Uh it started to add a little Alex Jones, and then it found itself, and it was glorious. It yeah. the wind and sailed. He would just do these things where it was like he was trying to pass a fart or something, and just like, <laughs> oh, listen, snurdly. And he used to always, and by the way, I've picked up this affectation myself where I kind of bounce my hands on the table in front of me. That's a Rush Limbaugh thing. Sadly. But yeah, it always sounded like he had gas or something like this. Oh, snurdly. Um, <laughs> so I always, he has that big ass electro voice, gold plated mic in front of him. Yeah. And those mics, I don't like them. They make you sound like boiled ass. Like it gives you that, that completely like all mid and low, like AM radio, like just. I don't know. Just the whole fact that he's got one of those shitty mics and it's gold plated. I was just, I'm a Sennhauser man. If I'm going to use a, a condenser, uh, I'm actually getting a little in the weeds, aren't I? No, um, that's fine. <laughs> I understand exactly what you're talking about. If you're going to go for something expensive, go for a Sennheiser. Neumann, I mean, I think that's what he was using was a Neumann. Which Neumann, is a no, he's, he was, I think it was an Electrovoice RE. Uh, no, it's an EV. I looked it oh, up really because was? I was like, oh, yeah. we had one of those at our radio station and I, tr- I, used, I tried to, and it was God awful. I was like, I fucking sound like Rush Limbaugh. It gives you that like, <laughs> well, like, totally then, like AM radio, no dynamics, boiled, compressed, flattened sound. Well, that explains the reason why I sound like Rush Limbaugh when I do that impression, because that's the exact microphone I'm using. <laughs> Except mine is <laughs> you black. You don't have a gold one, do you? No, well, it's black. Better. It's the, the special edition black Electro Voice RE20. That's the microphone I use. It's like the... 
it's like the standard for broadcasting. I've used these in broadcast radio. A lot of people have. I, in fact, I just bought this a couple of years ago, so I haven't always used it, but I have one now. So I can go, no, 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 no. Greetings, you pathetic underlings. I am your leader, <laughs> your messiah, talent on loan from God, Rush Limbaugh. <clears throat> Okay, so wh- wh- how do we get off on this? Bo Snerdly. I don't know. <laughs> Tucker Carlson on Bo Snerdly's show. And yeah, went full like pussy ass bitch. Pussy ass bitch. Just backpedaling. Because we know that Tucker Carlson was saying, I, I hate this man. I- He's talking about Donald Trump in the, the Dominion lawsuit. Talking about, I hate Donald Trump passionately. He said, uh, yeah, soon we about- won't have to talk about him in the in the primetime block at all <laughs> right but then snurdly <laughs> asked him hey tucker listen <laughs> i've had a number of people saying they read all these things in the paper you hate trump blah 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 but this is it does tucker like trump's policies any policies of his what's the deal with you and donald trump now see everyone was telling me that this is never get this dominion lawsuit the filings the text messages are never going to make it into the red hat entertainment bubble and here we are, both nerdly talking about it with Tucker Carlson himself. So Tucker Carlson has to say. They probably set this up ahead of time. So Tucker could trot this piss poor tail tucking excuse of an answer that I'm sure I'm about to hear. I mean, about. yes, you're, you're about to hear Tucker Carlson's answer. So let's get some appropriate sad music here. Some backpedaling <laughs> music. Oh, let's see. I spent four years defending his policies, and I, I'm going to defend oh, them see. again tonight. <laughs> and actually, I'm pretty straightforward. I... I love Trump, like as a person. I think Trump is funny and insightful. And I said this to Trump when he called me, you know, all wounded about those texts. So Trump knows, and Trump, this is news. Tucker is breaking news here. He that, sounds like a battered wife in the therapy session. Yes. Like after, like, you know, sitting there with a, you know, arm plaster up to the shoulder, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, my mind has changed. I love him. I love everything about him. He's the best husband I've ever had. You know, and yeah. it's just like, oh, okay. I think Trump is funny and insightful. And I said this to Trump when he called me, you know, all wounded about those texts. That was a moment in time where I was absolutely infuriated. I guess when he was saying those things in text messages. I think this is in the text. All those were all grabbed completely illegitimately, in my opinion, in this court case. Which is, I guess, I'm not allowed to talk about, but I'm enraged that my private texts were pulled. Yes, because you were called out for being a gigantic hypocrite and liar. But those, those particular texts were pulled at exactly at the moment where I was texting with one of my producers because some idiot on the Trump campaign had sent us the name of these dead voters who had voted and... We went and I repeated them on air, and it turns out some of them were alive. Whoops! I don't understand what he just said. I know the words individually. <laughs> but that just, I, like me, he's usually better at yeah. this. Yeah, like yeah. Dog food for my ears. Well, that's yeah, a, it was like, it's not like Condoleezza Rice, who was amazing at non answer answers that yeah. sounded like she was smart. Tucker's usually better at this. He's more fluent at lying than he is at telling the truth. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> 
Yes. Well, in this case, he was saying that they sent him someone at the Trump campaign, and this might also be news, that someone at the Trump campaign sent him the name of dead voters, and it turned out they weren't dead. They were alive. And you know what Snurdly's response was to that? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So I was just, I felt humiliated, Carlson said. Yeah, like what? And I thought then, I think now that the election was not on the level and it was... Not a free and fair election. I thought that then. I think it now. What? And lick so, it off the floor, Carlson. Just <laughs> like lick his shit off the floor. Yeah. Mm-mm, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like you know, someone on his staff like printed that out, highlighted it, and sent it straight to Mar-a-Lago. And so he continues to perpetrate the conspiracy theory. He said, and so I was trying to, I wanted, you know, evidence. I mean, there's no way the guy got 81. He got more votes than Barack Obama. Really? Whatever you think of Obama, I never liked Obama, but he's a really talented, very talented politician. And Joe Biden is senile and hid in his basement. Tell me how he got 81 million votes. I know how. I do too. Your boss, Tucker, the real one, the one who you, whose taint you just slavishly licked. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. People hate him so much yeah. that they came out in record numbers, the highest number of voters recorded in American history to make sure that he did not get back in the Oval Office. Oh, God. See, this is what I predicted, that Tucker Carlson, when he responded, was going to be like, oh, I was just angry. We've all said things in the peak of rage. You know, we've all said things that we regret when we're pissed off. Who hasn't said something that they regret when they're in an argument with someone? So that's what I did. I actually, I love Donald Trump. I love him, love him, love him. I love him, I love him, I love him. He wants to date him and marry him. (laughs) Okay, are we still doing the show? I think we're still doing the show. I think we are, I don't know. (laughs) It's one of those weird Thursdays, and I love them so much. It's not my fault. (laughs) Yeah. All right, one uh, one last short break. Yeah, we gotta take a break, because I have locked myself in here without a bottle opener and a Mexican Coke (laughs) that was ice cold at the start of the show. Okay. And I'm sitting here staring at it going, oh, God, I'm so thirsty. I can't open you. (laughs) Okay, short break. Back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. If romance dead, then I want to be dead too. To live without love is not what I'm going to do. A dream of kisses so deep I can't breathe. 
I love this song. This is uh, I like this. the great Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers. If romance is dead, I want to be dead too. <laughs> Uplifting, isn't it? Huh? It's so good, though. So that good. That sounds like an Astral Summer title, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers. Love it. Link love in the it. description under this episode of BobSuska.com to uh, download now. Make sure to buy all the music and support all of the indie bands here on the show. Uh, by the way, speaking of indie music, holy shit. <laughs> the great King Cyborg and Vixen Noir have collaborated on a new song. And I can't wait to premiere it. I think it's coming in April. I was just alerted by Vixen Noir the other day, and so I'm so psyched to play this. It's like a super group is what they formed here. It's it's amazing. All right, and uh, by the way, in case I didn't mention, I think I mentioned it earlier, Mary Trump was on the show yesterday. You have to listen to my interview, my talk with Mary Trump. Covered a lot of ground as far as uh, Donald goes, as far as Donald Trump goes. And then at the end of the show... Also about her family, I feel like she got very like emotionally vulnerable and honest. It was a really good interview. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks partly to our Patreon subscribers. We got some great questions for Mary Trump. We're doing that now when we have a guest, and it's a guest that you may know uh, ahead of time. Then we're going to open up the floor to our Patreon subscribers from the $1 level on up to the $15 level. And uh, you can ask your questions for our guests, and we may get to some of them. (laughs) We haven't been able to get to all of them, and I apologize for that, but we're going to get to as many as we possibly can. Allison Gill will be joining us next week, so I'll make sure to post a uh, a thing on Patreon for questions for Allison uh, for next Wednesday. That'll happen like Tuesday, probably too late, probably too late in the day on Tuesday next week. But anyway, so that's what we were doing. And the last question was about Mary Trump's favorite episode of Star Trek. And so we got talking about Star Trek and Star Trek Picard and all these things. And it turns out at the end of the the news, folks, this is uh, this is big. And we're still working on some of the details. So watch this space. But it looks like Mary Trump and I are going to collaborate on a Star Trek politics podcast. I'm talking about a podcast series. Yeah, it's going to be a, an entire series where we take like an episode of Star Trek, one of the many shows, like either DS9 or Next Generation or the original series or Picard or Strange New I can Worlds. do original series guest with you if you would like. Yeah, you guys yeah. are going to end up writing a screenplay. Like all the people who work <laughs> on this are going to like start listening to your podcast and they're going to be like... Here's five hundred billion dollars. Why don't you make us a film? You know, and me and no. Jody are going to be like panhandling, like, <laughs> as I do always. Yeah. All I want is to be a Klingon extra in the background of some scene of something. I don't care what it is, but it's a I'll, lot of makeup, Bob. I'll put on the makeup, makeup. I'll overcome my claustrophobia and do it. Have to. Yeah. You're the right height. I would just. I would love to be. I've wanted to be. God, since the since I was watching Next Generation when in its initial run. I've wanted to be a Klingon in an episode of Star Trek. Just a background. It doesn't. I'm not gonna. I'm not an actor, so I'm not gonna do any sort of speak. I just want to be a guy in the distant background somewhere. And if Jonathan Frakes is directing an episode, he goes, "Get that tall Klingon out of the shot." You well, know, here like, it is. Like that guy. <laughs> Bob, you're not an actor. You just play one on TV. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Okay, so... Uh, That's what? like a Zen riddle. I just got a little overwhelmed. Wait. 
That's an old joke, man, because people would be like, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. So right. I would be like, I'm not an actor. I just play one on TV. <laughs> hey, you want to read a letter from a listener? Let's read a letter yeah. from a listener. Here we go. Through the mailbag. We get your letters every day. They're more like emails. Mailman. Mail today. All right. So here we go. This letter comes to us from Andy Solerio. He writes, I heard your conversation with Jody and David yesterday, and I had to tell you my experience. I live in Chicago on Central Standard Time. We spring forward and fall back for DST. My sister has a house in Western Michigan where they're on Eastern Standard Time. Usually when we go there, we just leave our clocks on Chicago time to make it less confusing. However, (laughs) certain spots in her house are on Eastern Standard Time while others are Central Standard Time, which means if you don't set your phone to not switch time zones, your clock on your phone will change as you move through the house. It's ridiculous. I thought that was hilarious. That's bizarre. Oh, no, North Dakota has that, too. Half of the state is on one time zone. The other half is on another. Can you imagine, though, having a house where one part of it is in one time zone? I love it. I would just totally build a house there. It would be me. I'd be like, yep, this side of the room is eastern. This side of the room is central. Go. I live in a timeless zone. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck me up. Going, it's back to the future, baby, when you go from this side of the house to that side of the house here in the future. (laughs) Your address is like 2 million Singularity Avenue. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. Um... Oh, my God. It's like the day after tomorrow in Los Angeles, isn't it? There was a tornado that touched down in L.A. You know why I know? Because a friend of mine from New York texted me, goes, there are tornadoes? I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that actually. I have to get down? I mean. (laughs) I forget, like, just how vast Los Angeles is because it's not a vertical city. No. No. It's completely like a spreading, like, metastasis kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a big, we're sprawled. I mean, basically, there's downtown Los Angeles that has become gentrified, by the way. Uh, Except for there's a whole part of downtown LA that's awful with the homeless situation or the unhoused folks that we're trying to figure it out. Karen Bass has a lot of work to do. Um, But other than that, I mean, we're basically, it's a giant suburb is LA. Yes, yes. And um, so... Described to me as a series of interlocking villages. That's a good idea because I live in a village. So there you go. Um, but it's basically when my friend texted me from New York, tornadoes, I'm like, not right now. The sun just came out. (laughs) Yes. The tornadoes are so minor that you had to be alerted by your friend in New York. In New York going, tornadoes? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, oh, there there are tornadoes. And then suddenly whoosh. And then all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm Dorothy and I'm, (laughs) I'm not in Kansas anymore. But the thing is, is it's. We are overdue for a giant earthquake, so that's coming. Uh, 94 was our last earthquake. We're almost 30 years out, which is rare. We're usually 20 to 25 years out from a big one. So the next big one that we're going to have in the next year, year and a half, is what I'm guessing. 
you know, is going to be ginormous. You yeah. know, you and Mary Trump, Bob, were talking about like what's going on with the inner circle of Trump people that they know they're all expendable. They know that the first time they're inconvenient, they will get thrown under the bus. Yeah. I know. They know, like, why do they keep doing it? And she likened it to smoking cigarettes. I remember I've talked about racism before being like doing crystal meth, like that you know it's bad, but it gives you a little bump. Like, <laughs> a, like you all know, right. like it makes them feel, like it's in that little endorphin, th- whatever they want. Yeah. That, like, you know, but like, well, did we talk about? I how- feel that way about living in California because if it's not the fire nados, it's the mudslides. <laughs> yeah, or you're the right. Earthquakes or the. I mean, it's just like I mean, I I love my friends and family who live in California, but I'm like, you know, it's coming, and it's gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. Well, but okay, so the difference between okay, so I lived in Hawaii as Bob did, Hawaii, and you get earthquakes. And hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah, that's true. On the Big Island, literally, when I lived on the Big Island, um, uh, Kilauea was like, she was erupting again. And every now and then, like, one side of the house that we lived in would have an earthquake and the other side wouldn't feel it. It's like, did you feel it? No. <laughs> it's like that, that that person with the two different time zones in their exactly. house. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, did yeah. you feel that? No, I didn't feel it. Oh, okay, there was, well, she's, you know, erupting, so it's going to happen. But hurricanes are kind of normal in Hawaii. Yeah. Earthquakes are haphazardy but uh, like in california we don't get tornadoes every season we we this year we've got you don't have seasons we know always a fucking beautiful day in california until the day that kills you yeah well and then i mean seriously when i first moved into my house it was october of 93 so i've been here almost 30 years Mm -hmm. january the day before my birthday in 94 was the North Ridge earthquake. North Ridge, yeah. Oh, man. And so we had very little furniture in the house, and it was the first time, because I had kept my bedroom free from dogs, so I hadn't slept with them for days. My boyfriend at the time was sick, so we slept in what is now our bar, what used to be our den. So we just had a futon in there. And so I've got the two dogs, i got the boyfriend who's got 101 temperature, la, 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 la. Four o'clock in the morning, there's an Etch-A-Sketch that is the planet being erased. Because oh that's what it was. That's what it felt mm. like. Like an Etch-A-Sketch erasing something. You children out there, go get one. Anyway, mm-hmm. so my other roommate, Tommy, she was living in what is now our office. And my other roommate, Andy, was living in what is our pool house. And neither one of them, nor my boyfriend, had ever been in an earthquake. <sighs> so I wake up halfway through it because it's an earthquake. What the fuck? What fuck do I care, right? Yeah. So I'm... It's, it was a 35 or 37 second earthquake, which is a long time. So I yeah. slept through half of it. I wake up going, where the fuck are the dogs? Because that's my concern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul goes, I have Shadow. I don't know where Tucker went. I'm like, okay. Well, you had Lights a dog are- named Shadow? So did I. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She was a little, she, she was named before I met her at the pound. And, and she was a little terrier mutt. And then Tucker was a, mm. a American Eskimo purebred. Um, and he was adorable. Anyway, so we can't find Tucker. And then Tommy, she gets up and she's walking around with a lit candle. I said, blow that out. We don't know if there's a gas leak. She goes, the jolly green giant just hit the side of the house. Because <laughs> it's 4.30 in the morning. Everybody's uh-huh. asleep. And then Andy took the entire earthquake to just get to the back door. He was white as a ghost. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck was that? I said, honey, you're from Denver. It's called an earthquake. Come inside. <laughs> and so I'm looking around for our poor dog who is... You know, luckily the fences didn't fall down in my, cause I literally just moved in. So I'm like, fuck, he was hiding next to the house, soaking wet. Cause our pool hit the side of the house. So he was soaking wet from his shoulders down. Aww. Aww. 
poor baby. You yeah. know, in beautiful long white fur. And he's like, I look better with a blowout. Um, <laughs> so I bring him in the house. So the dogs are freaked out. We have no power. So I got the garage door open, put them in my Jeep because they liked being in the car. So I'm mm-hmm. like, we're just going to pull the Jeep out and we can leave at any time. And then next thing I know, 50 people show up at my house that are friends of mine. A friend of mine's apartment just disappeared, so they moved in for weeks. Mm. And then my friend down the street, he and his girlfriend came over. The neighbors next door had their RV going and, you know, cooking. Um, It was like, everybody okay? We all just checked on each other. And literally it was like my friend Tommy went to sleep, and so did Andy. They're both from Denver, and they still to this day don't have a memory of that night. Oh, that's Mm. weird. Yeah. They were shocked. They were in shock. shock. Exactly. Complete and utter shock. And Tommy doesn't remember almost 24 hours later because we went to see some friends and the next door neighbor of a friend of ours that her dog was there alone. And so we left a note saying, hey, if you're not, we're going to take your dog and take care of it because if you've left town and Tommy, she still doesn't remember that. Mm. It's. It was a very interesting time. In fact, my birthday was yeah. the next day, and there was lockdown. Oh, fun! <laughs> and so no kick my, for you. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and power came back on, and we had antenna on our. Uh, we still do had an analog antenna on the top of the house. So we actually, once the power came back, we had television. Cable was gone, but I had an antenna, so we could watch TV. Oh, good. Um, good for you. And I. I was able to take a shower and I get out of the shower and then there's like 50 people at my house on the 18th wishing me a happy birthday as a surprise party that my (laughs) boyfriend, you know, figured out how to do. To run around the neighborhood the entire day. (laughs) Well, he was just calling everybody going, hey, you know, we're not doing it at FM station in the valley. We're going to do it because that's where he worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to do it here at the house. So just come over. She's in the shower. Come over now. You know, it was like a whole, like, I get out of the shower, dry yeah. my hair, and there's 50 people in my house, which is very sweet of him to do. But, I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah, earthquakes don't like, bother me. Put on makeup and, yeah. Yeah. Not when you're fresh out of the shower. That's a No, I was fine with it. These, all these people knew me. Um, uh, no, it was really, I mean, that earthquake was a hell of an earthquake. Real quick, before we wrap up the show here, there's an additional wrinkle in this Trump tweet with the baseball bat that we started talking about at the top of the show. Okay. Is it fake? I, no, there's one that George Conway has tweeted out here that doesn't have the uh, circle with the slash through it. Doesn't have the universal symbol for no in it. So that may have been added, but still, it's actually kind of worse. Where it's got now Donald Trump, I mean, unobstructed. Donald Trump with a baseball bat looking like he wants to hit Alvin Bragg with it. Oh, I see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there, I guess someone else, maybe a liberal or someone like that, added that to say, oh, I'm opposed to this or whatever. And so that's how that came about. But the actual actual troth is different. What were you going to say, David? I'm just so tired of the noise. Yeah. This is like a fucking hateful, nasty, bitchy, cruel noise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a curse. We've been cursed with this guy. And it's the curse comes in the form of propaganda. The curse comes in the form of disinformation. The curse comes in the form of just having to observe a bully with this much power. A bully who is so entitled because of his status and his whatever remains of his wealth uh, gets all kinds of special treatment. I'm going to do a video about that because one of the things that's been driving me nuts is this 
counterpoint from all the Red Hats, all the Trump supporters, all the Trump fanboys. If they can do this to Trump, imagine what they can do to you. And they can do this to anybody. I'm like, I haven't committed any crimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm like, good. not super worried about well, this. Well, and also, they're not, I mean, Donald Trump is not being treated poorly. Donald Trump is getting no. all the latitude <sighs> in the world. It has been, uh, what, six years almost? Since he signed that check to Stormy Daniels in the Oval Office? Yep. It was 2017 when he signed that check. Mm. And it's now 2023. And it's taken this long. It's not even, it hasn't even happened yet. He hasn't even been arraigned yet. He hasn't been arrested or indicted. And so that's a big, wide latitude. How long did it take Derek Chauvin to be a judge, jury, and executioner with George Floyd? Nine minutes. Exactly. Six years for Donald Trump, nine minutes for George Floyd, and George Floyd is dead. Donald Trump will get a slap on the wrist with this. Probably not do well, prison time. It could be a felony. There's still well, there's true. still a possibility of election fraud, which which is funny with J- Comer going. That's federal. No, yeah, New York yeah. State has its own election laws, motherfucker. Well, I'm thinking in comparison to getting choked out in the street. Well, yes, <laughs> that, that would be too. a yeah. Anything that happens to Donald Trump in comparison to what what's happening well, to black men Wait, just, in the street? Are we talking about Donald Trump getting choked out in the street? I glazed over for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, David. We weren't. No, we talking don't want to end violence on anybody. It. No, anybody, no, violence no, bad no, on no. anybody, yeah, including true. Donald, it's bad, except for mussing up his hair when you put him in the goddamn Don't car. The, no hand on the head, please. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Fuck his hair up. Yeah, Fuck his hair up. He was, he was saying it. You, you put the hand, you put the hand on the head. Don't take, take the hand away. Don't be too nice, he said. Uh-huh. Awful humor there. All right, show continues on the Shadow Dog at patreon.com slash Bob Suska Show. We're going over there now. Join us. Come on, here we go. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.